Also, I can't believe Eddie got trapped in the heater. of Anubis Backwards. Today we're going to recap the House of Combinations and House of Heartbreak. First and foremost, I really hope you came here from the Bobby and Alex episode. Like, that was just a fantastic experience. I had a lot of fun recording. Exactly what happened. It was so fun. Oh, it was a great time. Yeah, today as we're recording this, it's the day before we're releasing it. So some people are like slowly starting to figure it out. But for the most part, nobody knows. And I can't wait to see all your reactions. <laughs> So in important cast news, Alex dropped his EP on February 13th. Um, we're running social media giveaways. I did one on Instagram, but as by the time you're listening to this one, this pod, this episode, it should already be over. We're running one on Twitter, Anubis Podcast, and running one on TikTok, Anubis Backwards Pod, and they're both going to end on the 22nd. So like, if you haven't entered them, go ahead and enter them. There's more details in when you go find those giveaways. You'll see or read, hear the details, read the details, whatever. So check those out. I've already listened to the EP. I've enjoyed it. I'm going to probably listen after recording. Basically, took notes, got coffee, transferred notes, and got on this recording. It's like 9, 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I mean, some of the songs on there are songs that he's already released, and I like those. So I'm excited to listen to the rest of the EP. It's going to be really good. I'm just going to say that Go is my favorite. That's track four. I also like track one, like I do a lot. And Loveless will continue to hold a special place in my heart. Chad is a fucking lovely guy. <laughs> Every time Alex told us someone's a lovely guy when we were interviewing him. I know, I just wanted to be like Chad. <laughs> I really like, I was this close to wanting to ask him. And, like, for some reason, I just really wanted to be like, so in your song Loveless, when you go, Chad's a fucking lovely guy. I don't know why that reminds me of like the Mick Amber Elfie dynamic, but it does. I have no explanation for it. <laughs> So funny with Bobby there. Too. <laughs> so as per usual, the episode opens with the iconic intro. Sabuna is looking at the map they found in the dollhouse. Nina says it looks like a sequence of tunnels. Nina wonders if the mask is hidden in the tunnels. Fabian is spaced out momentarily and asks, and Nina asks him what's up. Nina says he had a dream about the spirit last night. Fabian lies about being marked. Nina thinks it means the mask is under the house. Amber comes in and Fabian says it's a map. Amber says she thought it was a love letter, but a map is okay. Amber's excited to see it's a treasure map. Amber says Sabuna. In the scene before Amber got here, Fabina was being, like, very touchy. Like, I don't know, like, Fabian was, like, touching Nina's arm and, like, comforting her. And then, like, Nina would touch Fabian's arm. And it was, like, so subtle. But I was like, oh, I guess they are cute sometimes. This is the last time Fabina about to be cute. <laughs> for, for, like, the rest of the season. <laughs> Well, end of season, they're cute. True. They have, True. They have moments here and there. It's just... It's not the same as season one. It's not the same. We'll, we'll discuss why later. Victor comes in and asks Sabu what? Nina punches Fabian in the shoulder and says, Sapu. Nina says she's teaching them American slang. Nina tries to explain that what the slang means. And Victor says he doesn't care. Fabian asks Victor if he wants to narrate their movie for the exhibition bid. Fabian, Nina... Fabian and Nina go to leave for school. Fabian says he can distract Victor over lunch and Nina can search the cellar. Amber walks in and Victor peeks down from his office and asks why they're still there. Oh, bad liar, Nina. How we've missed you. <laughs> we have missed you. 
like sapu we americans say that all the time just you know typical americans i know in our interview you had to cut out like 200 of them yeah we were saying that like as soon as alex and bobby logged on we were like sapu i also would like to disclose i was having technical difficulties and i had left the room and then bobby was there when i got back into the room and i was like well guess we're going into this now Sapu. I'm gonna say that to all my friends all the time. Every what's time the I guess. Sapu. Sapu. What's the gas? Sabuna me. Oh my god. Like me and my boyfriend were Fabina. Please <laughs> never refer to you and your boyfriend as Fabina. Well, that wouldn't even make any sense. I don't know how our names would be Fabina because my name doesn't have those letters on it. <laughs> that was your Nina impression, right? Yes. That was my Nina the American impression. I was very concerned for a second. Me and my non-existent boyfriend are not Fabina. Can confirm that doesn't make sense. My name is Laura. At school, Mick and Mara are walking. Mara asks him if he wants her to bring if he wants her to bring the math. Hold on. At school, Mick and Mara are walking. Mara asks him if he wants her to bring the math group. I think it's like bring him to math group. Like it's oh, a club. I was like, what is happening? Math group to Mick. Mick and the math group gonna hang. I okay. But I think it was, like, if he, she wanted him to come to math group to, like, yeah. cheer her on. Okay, I'm not even going to cut that out and try to re-say that. You're just getting this exclamation explanation live and in person. <laughs> she says it's okay. Someone walks past Mick and says, come on, mate. Mick says he has to go and ask Mara if Mara can put his bag in his locker for him. Mara agrees, and when she opens his locker, tickets to Australia fall out. Mara says, mission accomplished. This is why Mick is not the main character. He has friends outside of Anubis' house. But we don't get to see the guy's face. He's <laughs> just like a voice and a hand. <laughs> That's literally more friends outside of Anubis' house than anyone else got. I know. Also, when Mara opens up the locker, she opens it with a key. So, like, UK listeners, do you guys not use combination locks on your lockers? Or is this just, like, a weird situation for this school? Just let us know. Fun fact, the lockers were originally gray. Oh, yeah, we did get that fun fact. They had to reshoot many scenes in the pilot, apparently, because they wanted the lockers to be painted blue. That's insane. That's so much work. (laughs) Oh, I just said, who does she think the second ticket is for? Because there's, like, two tickets in there. Also, the glasses are fake. She took them off. Mara and Brenna both have fake glasses. Brenna's wearing her fake glasses once again, right? They're blue light glasses. They're not fake. Okay, they're blue light. They serve a purpose. Okay, I, I will say that my, my prescription glasses do have blue light filters because I work on a computer all day. I spend a lot of time on computers between my job and this podcast and my grad school classes. So just protecting my eyes. But why does Mick have two tickets? Is he like going to return? To, is he going to like to Australia to like visit? And then is he coming? It's a connecting flight. Okay. Oh, that's right. They did say oh, it was yeah, because they have to take a connecting flight. There's not a direct flight. We also learned this in our interview. Why did they like said that? there is in this year, 2021, but apparently not back in like 2012. So I don't, why did that come up in the podcast? I don't even remember. We that it would have taken a really long time for Mick to fly to Australia. No, I think we were talking about Mara cheating on Mick, and they were saying it would take a really long time to Mick to fly back to England just for Mara to kiss Jerome in front of him after he had to take a connecting flight from Australia to England to get back. I also really love the fact that we have um, recorded proof of Bobby finding out about Mara and Fabian in that like episode. That was pretty iconic. All right. 
Poppy stops Martin and asks if they can do some more digging on her dad. Martin shakes her head and says not. Now Poppy, Jerome walks by and asks if it's time to find a new sidekick or if she should quit, quit while she is behind. She tells him to shut it and asks if he knew dad went to Anoop's house with Sweetie. Jerome says of course he knew that when she says yeah right. Poppy says she's going to find him and asks if Jerome's in or out. Jerome tells her good luck and walks away. Um, so I said, she says this weird phrasing, like, dad went to Anubis' house. The name of the school is not Anubis' house. I not dad went to the school. Dad went to the mysterious name of the school that they never officially say might be a moon academy, but we don't actually know based on the show, only on internet stuff. Dad went to the school. Dad lived in Anubis' house. Dad went to Anubis' house? Anubis' house is not a school. Why did he, he went to Anubis' house, like, to visit? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was a weird phrasing moment. Oh, also, since Poppy's here, our friend Megan has a great Poppy theory. Um, We'll link it on our social medias. It's great. And thank you to our friend Megan, the only person who knew about Alex and Poppy. Um, thanks for keeping us in contact. Yes, and thank you for helping us with questions. Um, Patricia is sitting in the lounge. Mara comes in and tells her Mick is going to Australia. Patricia says, but I thought that's what she wanted. Mara asks if Mick is going to dump her. Patricia reminds her that that was her plan. Mara tells Patricia it was her idea, as in Patricia's idea. Patricia goes, what? And Mara says, and now he's falling off to have the time of his life, and that she's getting dumped. Mara asks, why did she do all that? And asks Patricia why she led her. Mara storms off, leaving behind a confused Patricia. Um, I just said, I mean, it wasn't Patricia's idea, but go off, I guess, Mara. Yeah, that was stupid of her to blame it on Patricia, but I am still sad for Mara. This is the beginning of the end. I hate it here. I know, I'm sad, but I also said, ha ha ha, Patricia, because Patricia's just so confused, so done. Mara and Joy kept saying she's giving them advice, and she wasn't trying to. Now Mara's like, it's your fault that this advice backfired, and Patricia's like, listen, ma'am, I never gave you advice. I told you not to do this. I'm here. Leave me alone. Amber and Nina are going down to the cellar. Amber tells Nina that she and Fabian are going to go on a double date with her and Elfie. Amber is honestly the only thing keeping Fabina afloat at this point. <laughs> Fabian is upstairs recording Victor for their movie. Fabian says he's sounding a bit stiff and maybe he should try to imagine he, he was talking to Corbier. I know they needed to use victor as like a ruse so they could go downstairs but honestly fabian could have easily done the voiceover and just done his victor impression <laughs> also i said they need a mic stand because fabian's really just standing there like holding the mic in front of victor imagine if like we were recording the podcast you guys can't see us but like we were recording the podcast and someone was just standing next to me holding my mic up to my face like <laughs> Next time you have a friend come over to, that has to join us for recording, make them stand there and hold your mic. And like, yeah, rip to my mic stand. I also said, Fabian, me, like, imagine you were saying this to Corbier. So, like, Fabian knows Corbier is real, that Victor always, like, talks lovingly and makes dramatic speeches to Corbier. <laughs> I was obsessed with that line. Nina and Amber are down in the cellar looking through Victor's experiment table. They look at the map and determine there should be another room off of a bookshelf. Amber notices Nina's locket is glowing, and she thinks it has to do with, with the shelf with the snakes. Amber says she thought they were eights. Nina tells Amber she's a genius. Nina says it's a combination lock, but doesn't know what the code is. Oh, so Amber then goes a genius with perfect hair, double threat. I literally love her. <laughs> also, but she's like looking at the combination combination lock and trying to figure out. Amber's like, oh, I must have left my book of secret Victorian codes up there. Amber is so sassy and so funny in this scene and throughout this entire episode. 
you know, just getting a kick out of it. <laughs> Nina wonders if it's Sarah's birthday and puts in 1915. Amber says she doesn't mean to rush Nina, but they reminds me back at school five minutes ago. At school, Fabian and Nina are researching more potential code combinations. Fabian and Nina are going to go back to the cellar, but Amber interrupts them and says it's double date time. Fabian is confused, and Nina says she forgot to tell him. I thought it was funny because Amber was like, try to look a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of rude. Kind of rude. Amber, not going to lie. Kind of rude. Yeah. Elfie is setting up a picnic. Fabian shows up to help him. Elfie tells him he has to impress. Amber, Elfie says if he waited that long for a first date, it would be a downgrade to the buddy bench. Or worse, best buddies. Game over. Um, first and foremost, they have Cola Zero. And it's like the same like kind of like color scheme as Coke Zero, and I just thought it was funny. So I love their knockoff Coke Zero. Love that for them. Elfie says it's been three months, so like unless the school term has been a few weeks already, there goes my new term theory. Though Elfie also could have been referring to like flirty Fabina in regards to the first date thing. Because he was referring to how it's been three, how Fabian and Nina have been together or something for three months and they haven't gone on a real date yet. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that kind of does throw off. The th- Unless we're like towards the end of this turn. No, that doesn't make sense because we see them all. I don't know. They've all said last term so many times in the past few episodes, not last year. But I, you brought up, or I think Laura, when I brought this up to you, like in our group chat, you had said, well, they could also. Have- like, they could have had the dance, then they could have had, like, five, like exams or whatever, then they could have probably, probably had, like, a like a or two off, and then, so maybe a month had passed before, like, they got back to school, maybe? Like, or I, I said, like, maybe they were off for, like, a month, like, maybe it was, like, a Christmas, winter, holiday break. I don't know, but I still believe in new tour, new season two. Thank you, good night. I believe, <laughs> because they don't say that it was been, been summer. Also, as you also noticed, you could have just been referring to, like, how long Fabian and Nina have been flirting. Like, oh, you guys have been super flirty for a long time and you haven't gone on a real date. Even though you guys are, like, boyfriend-girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. So, poor Brad in this scene has to wear a collared shirt under a sweater, under a jacket. <laughs> like, I hope it was actually cold out. <laughs> and then, like, you guys know how after we interviewed Brad watching Fabian scenes felt weird because it was like, wow, it's my friend Brad. This is how I felt in this scene watching Alfie. I was like, wow, it's my friend Alex. Look at him go. And then most importantly, picnic count number three, right? Yeah. We are on picnic count three. I just said there's so many patterns going on because like Fabian and Alfie both have on plaid shirts under sweaters. Fabian has on a striped sweater with the plaid collared shirt. Alfie has on, like, a plain sweater, but he has on, like, a pattern tie with his, like, pattern plaid shirt. Gray sweater, I believe, and, like, a pattern tie. So there's just a lot of patterns going on in these boys' outfits today. Yeah, I was also, like, really paying attention to their outfits in this scene for some reason. I was just like, well, like, what was supposed to... (laughs) Amber has been waiting to get ready. Amber says that Fabian can't be both Nina's best friend and her boyfriend. All right, hello, House of Anubis fandom. Your older sister is going to step in here uh, to say that this is wrong. Um, I personally think that your partner should be one of your best friends. So, just keep in mind. I think Alfie are obviously not friends to lovers stands with the little smoke emoji because we all know that I am a major friends to lovers stand. But I agree with Brenna. Like, you. 
like you obviously want to have romantic chemistry, but I feel like that romantic chemistry in having a foundation of friendship very important you want to be friends you want to want to hang out with that person like you want them to be one of your best friends you don't want to just be like we only have romantic chemistry and no friendship chemistry what's that bridgerton quote that's like you should marry the person that feels like your best friend thank you listen to bridgerton listen to amber now <laughs> i also said amber and Abby are really trying to meddle for some reason too i know they're making things worse this is like something that i think it's like i find more frustrating like we We'll talk about it again later about like the lack of communication, but like also they're like letting Alfie and Amber get into their heads. Yeah, like they need to figure out what they actually want and what they actually feel, and not what Amber and Alfie's like opinions on how their relationship should be. <laughs> and Amber and Alfie like suddenly relationship experts. They've been together for five seconds, and their relationship is pretty not great. I know, and arguably, I would assume this is probably Alfie's first relationship. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would agree. Um, the girls go outside to where the boys have set up their picnic. Alfie leaves to go get something pink to match Amber's outfit. Alfie shows up with the wheels. Amber tells him to turn it off, but the key and the wheel are jammed. Alfie runs over the picnic. Alfie crashes into a bush. Nina and Fabian leave to go to the cellar. I said Alfie no, and then I said maybe this is why Alex was hating on Alfie. He wasn't hating on Alfie. Mind you, you guys will listen to it. I was being hard on him. Hard on Alfie. He was like, Alfie's a lot. I feel like it would be hard to be in a relationship with him. Like, I feel like he would be annoying. And I was like, no, no. Like, I feel like Alfie's a really nice guy because I'm like, Alfie is my friend. You should have been like, I would date Alfie. I would date Alfie, but it would be weird to say I would date Alfie to Alex, but I was still <laughs> Alfie to Alex. I was like, I feel like Alfie's like a really nice guy. Like, whatever. But I feel like Alex maybe remembers these more extreme scenes, and that's why he's like, Alfie would be a lot. Like, yes, it would be a lot if you were trying to have a picnic and your boyfriend decided that he needs to go get his lawnmower thing and ran over your picnic that you, like, got all this food for. So I feel like maybe this is what he was referring to without Alfie being a lot, or, like, <laughs> maybe. Fabian and Nina are in the cellar. They have tried all the codes they have come up with earlier. Nina asks Fabian if he didn't want to go on that date, and she says she didn't want to either. Nina tells Fabian she would do anything to protect their friendships. She says this boyfriend and girlfriend thing is kind of complicated, Fabian says, so they were better off before when they were just friends. Fabian says they're just friends and that he was wrong and back to the buddy bench. They really broke, they genuinely did break up because they, like, let Amber and Elfie into their heads so, like, right before. Yeah. it's just, it's frustrating. Like, I know they get, like, worse being broken up than this, but, like, it's just frustrating to know, like, this was, like, avoidable if they didn't let their friend, like... Yeah. Yeah, it is really frustrating. And, like, low-key, the situation kind of shows that they're maybe in this moment incompatible because I think being able to be open and honest about your feelings requires, like, a certain level of trust with your partner, and clearly they aren't there right now. And... Part of me wants to blame it on their age because they're young. They're probably like 16 right now. But at the same time, last season, we saw Mick and Meyer communicating like pretty well overall. They definitely had issues, but usually like they could talk about their feelings. They could talk about situations. And then like we'll see that with Joy later. And even like Patty has their moments where they're able to communicate just fine. So their downfall is when they decide not to communicate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I'm also realizing that I think my faves are my faves because they can communicate. So. I was going to say, Penny's downfall is just the really sloppy season three writing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I just 
you can be best friends and date, re-emphasizing our point from earlier. We're getting, you should be friends with the person you're dating. Just because you're friends with them doesn't mean you can't date. You also don't need to start, like, I mean, as I, I do love me some friends to lovers, but you don't need to start as friends before you start dating. Because like No, no, you can be friends with, after, you can start dating, then become a friend. Yeah, I would, for sure. Like, I would say that was kind of like what happened with, like, with Patricia and Eddie. I don't think they were friends until they started and they became friends because they kind of all started to open up to each other more. Yeah. Friends to lovers but, isn't the only valid thing, obviously, because lots of people start a relationship and, like, grow a friendship within that relationship. But, like, their whole point that they can't be in a relationship because they're friends is bad. Yes. I've had someone <laughs> tell me that before, and it's BS. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I get not running to ruin the friendship because, like, that happens. But, like, also... If you both like each other and you want to be together, the reason to not be together shouldn't be because we're friends. Period. <laughs> um, I said the only reason they were better as flirty friends and not in a relationship is because they can't communicate, which we've already discussed. And then I said, R.I.P. Favina. R.I.P. Favina. Victor comes downstairs and tells them to move. So, you know what, what would have been really great? If, um, they needed, like, a reason to be down there so that when Victor caught them, they weren't suspicious. I think they should have kissed to cover their tracks and not make Victor suspicious. And then, as they're kissing, they realize they didn't actually just want to be friends. And then <laughs> they could know, ignore all this bad advice they've been getting. And Victor wouldn't be as suspicious. They needed the relationship to be broken up for drama, but that would have been so good. <laughs> yeah. The show does like to break up their main couples for drama. Oh, yeah, it's like their favorite type of plot point. Let's, we need some drama. Let's just break up one of our couples. All right. So that little scene concluded our first part of the episode. It is time for our, our like ours, not you guys. It's time for the podcast's weekly dance break. I mean, you guys can go dance to driver's license and do what we do. Like, go dance to Alex Sawyer's EP. Oh, yeah. Go dance to Alex Sawyer's EP. And we'll be right back. See ya. <laughs> All right, we are back. We just had a nice little dance break to go by Alex Sawyer. 10 out of 10, go listen to that one. It's my favorite. Generally had not listened to any of the songs yet before now, so we got a live live first. For Laura. Live first jam. (laughs) Victor asks Nina and Fabian what they're up to as Amber comes running down yelling about a weasel in the heating vent. Amber tells him to hurry, it's an emergency, and Fabian and Nina rush to leave after Victor. Go, Amber. Good job. I said good, Amber. Also, I can't believe Eddie got trapped in the heater. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible, but a great great job. (laughs) 10-10. They're stopped by Victor, and Nina says they were remembering the fun times they had there last year. Victor hands Amber a toothbrush and tells her she needs to clean the toilet bowls. Victor goes back down to the cellar. He looks around to see what the kids might have been looking at. Also... Um, what is happening to my notes here? Did he call me that mom? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what is happening to my. What did he call her? I don't know. He called her a comedian. That was it. I think I might have done. <laughs> all right, all Nina right. and her mom jokes. <laughs> Honestly, Nina does have mom jokes because her jokes are bad. If mom jokes are like dad jokes. Her jokes just being like the worst. Like, like, corny. Not, like, the worst, but, like, corny. 
So Victor called Nina a comedian, not a mom. That's my <laughs> notes for some reason decided to say. Also, I like Fabian's sweater. The purple and gray striped one. I like that one. I was just laughing at remembering the fun times we had down there. And then I was wondering how one would clean a toilet bowl with a toothbrush. Like Victor, Very carefully. <laughs> to clean the toilet bowl with a toothbrush. Like, you should keep like some toilet bowl cleaner or something. Like, I don't know. Just want the toilet to be clean. <laughs> at breakfast joy comes in and reminds them today is the big bid day jerome slips the poem fabian wrote for nina into joy's clipboard and all i have to say about the scene is joy joy the second they like talk to each other i was like wow i know i'm like joy. <laughs> see I- this is all now once mick and mara die basically joy is all i have to look forward to because they're my next favorite ship you're not gonna look it's gonna be a while though. <laughs> Although I do love, I do love me some petty, so I'm, I am excited for petty. We're gonna have some good times with the petty. Yeah. Amber says Nina and Fabian need to reschedule their date, and Fabian says he and Nina aren't doing dates anymore. Jerome yells, "They split up." Amber blames herself. Nina says it wasn't her, but it was them. Amber then blames Alfie before storming out. Fabian leaves. Jerome asks if Nina finally got to know the real Fabian. Nina tells him it was mutual. Nina leaves. Um, Patricia makes a shocked face when Fabian says that um, he and Nina are like split or whatever. Also, Bromley is really close to Nina, so all I have to say about that is Dorina. Yeah, and why was he so excited that they broke up? Dorina! Dorina. Also, what does the real Fabian line mean? Like, what does that mean? That's a great question. Who is the real Fabian? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) What's he hiding? (laughs) Brad, let me know. Yeah, Brad, come back on the podcast. Our friend Brad, come back on the podcast. Um, also, Jerome, like, he's really awful in this scene. He is. And, like, his laugh in this scene is, like, psychotic. It's crazy. <laughs> I wrote OMG Jerome chill. Also, Fabian calls Jerome a creep. <laughs> I mean, Fabian is right. He is right. In this scene, Jerome's being a lot. Also... Amber is a Fabina stan. Oh, Amber is the Fabina stan hearing that Fabina broke up. Like, no! <laughs> also, Mick, this whole scene was just face palming, and I thought it was funny. He knows now that Fabian and Nina broke up, that Fabian's gonna be on his slow crawl to stealing Mara. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it would have been great if that's, that was followed by a slap. That would have been great. I would love Jerome to get slapped, but I think also, didn't they say they had to only had a certain amount of violence so they couldn't hit people? Yep. Or touch people in general, apparently. Yeah. Jerome then asks Mick and Mara when their breakup is going public. Mara asks Mick if he has anything to tell her. Mara storms out and Mick follows her while Jerome laughs. Jerome leaves and Patricia says that boy certainly knows how to clear a room. Grace says maybe there is hope for her and Fabian now. Also, once again, Patricia is Patricia being so dumb is me. Like, related. Also, Joy and like what she said, there's hope for her and Fabian. She calls them Jabian and like oh. just stop referring to yourselves as ship names. She really said Fabina is over. There's hope for Jabian. Who would say that? Why? <laughs> Trust me, the children will con- uh, comprehend what you mean when you say there's hope for me and Fabian. <laughs> there's hope for Jabian. But children only knew how to speak in ship names. She could never say. Oh, Fabian and Nina broke up. There's maybe hope for me to get with him. No, she had to say, there's hope for Javian. Fabian. (laughs) And then I remember at this point, too, like, in the fandom, season one, people were calling 
Joy and Fabian Foy. So then when Joy's out here going Jabian, we were just like, what? But then everyone just was like, I guess it's Jabian and carried on. Sounds better, TBA. It does sound better than Foy. But it was like weird, I remember it at first, because I had been so used to saying Foy. I said no, Jerome, and then I said I'm scared for this chaos. <laughs> Later that day, the school's preparing for the exhibition bid in the library. Buffy is dressed as King Chop, and he has chained himself to the upper portion of the library. Victor tells him to come downstairs, that they're about to start the bit. Alfie says he's making a stand, and Joyce says they need to get Amber quick, and that they also need to stall Mr. Sweet. Patricia tells Alfie not to be silly, Victor goes upstairs to get him. I love how we've come full circle in this moment. Alfie's really embracing his King Tut alias from last term. I said Petralfi because Patricia was, like, trying to, like, calm him down and help him out, and I thought it was cute. And you know Patricia, like, only would do that for someone she actually cared about because, you know, Patricia's really, like, F this about most stuff. Also, I said Alfie what? I don't know to what I said Alfie what, but, like, I feel like that's the general vibe or whatever. It's a general vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Alfie what? Sorry. At the house, Mara's looking for Mick. Uh, Mara finds him in his room and shows him the tickets and asks if he was going to tell her or if he was just going to go. Mick says his dad bought him the tickets as part of the bribe and that he wasn't going to use them. So, in this scene, Mara's like, you're hiding from me, and then Mick says, I'm not hiding, I'm just thinking. But my brain is like, I'm not hiding, I'm hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Mick did it first, but my my brain only knows I'm not hiding, I'm hanging. Well, that was also technically a Petralfi scene, so makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. When we were interviewing, and Alex, did Addy ever interact with Alfie and me? Well, there is this Petralfi scene. <laughs> <laughs> I only know Petralfi scene. I just, we somehow in this interview managed to bring up Petralfi laundry room scene, Mick Trisha, yeah. and Piper. And Joy Piper, Joy. And Joy Fee. <laughs> We we almost could have brought up Moy, too. (laughs) I thought about it, but I was like, no, 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 we're trying to get a ship for Alfie. You know what? You know what looks run free in my mind? Um, When we pulled Eddie for ship and a rip it, and we're like, I think they were like, oh, yeah, for Mick. And they were talking about if he was sport or if um, Eddie was sporty or not. And then Alex was straight up like, I would have put up a fight for Berkeley. And I was like, what does that even, sir? (laughs) (laughs) They're just really close friends i think i thought that was so funny i love i love the fact that i've interviewed three cast members and they've all brought up how nice berkeley is and how they liked working with them and how they liked spending time with them i'm like a win for emily (laughs) back at the library victor demands the key from elfie but he says he swallowed it victor tells him if they lose the bid he will not rest until elfie's thrown out of the school Alfie says Amber thinks he's a joke. Amber says she couldn't stand it if he got thrown out of school. He asks her why she won't be his girlfriend. She says she will, but he needs to take the lock off first. She tells him she can't promise not to tell him what to wear, and he announces he'll come down. Patricia stops Victor and tells him sawing Alfie out is not the answer. They go to unlock Alfie, but Amber drops the key right as Gustav walks in. Amber throws a, sh- a sheet over Alfie to hide him. Um, at some point in this scene, Jerome and Nina were standing next to each other and like looking at a book, so hmm, I'm thinking... <laughs> Jerome is the rebound. Probably a book about horses. <laughs> yep, probably. Maybe the new copy of Pink Pony Parade. I don't know why I wrote... I, I guess I was just excited. I wrote, Amber! Patricia! <laughs> this is so chaotic! <laughs> it really was chaotic. I was having a good time. What was going on? I, oh, I think I thought it was Amber that it was cute that Amber was saying like she couldn't stand if he got thrown out of school. 
And then I thought it was cute that Patricia, again, was, like, saving... Uh, oh, Patricia was, like, standing up for Alfie and telling Victor not to kick him out of the school once again. I mean, like, Anthe was being cute, but, like, once again, Petralfi, thank you. I love the subtle... Like, I know that I'm always like, oh my god, they're best friends, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, I love when they're, like, subtly, like, you can see that Patricia is, like, caring about him and, like, standing up for him and, like, trying to look out for him. When, again, we only see Patricia do this for, like, select specific people. I feel, personally, that Patricia would only do this for people she cares about. Because Patricia's not just, like, let me stand up for... Like, if they were, like, no, well, I don't know who I would say. Like, if they were, like, we're gonna She wouldn't do it for Fabian, I don't think. Yeah, Fabian out of the school, she would be, like, Fabian, you're being dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> like, she's friends with Fabian, so maybe not. But I don't know. My Petrovi heart was happy. <laughs> Mick and Mara are talking about Australia. He tells her he doesn't want to go because it means being away from her. Mara says she shouldn't even come to, to this equation. He says he wants it all. Mara says... It's not possible, and then he has to decide. Mara breaks up with him, saying he th- she thinks he should go to Australia. They really do do Mick so dirty. I hate it. I hate it so much. And, like, I do think Mara's doing the right thing. I've been in a similar situation where you have to end the relationship to, like, pursue your own ambitions, and you just can't be in the same place to do that. But I wish she wasn't as harsh about it. Like, she was saying, like, well, I want us to be through. Like, she could have just been, like, I think it's best for you to go pursue this. It's a good opportunity. You know, like, she didn't have to be so harsh. Even, like, I love you and I care about you and, like, I want to be with you, but I also want you to be successful and do what's best for you, so you should go to the school. Yeah. And not just, like, LOL, we need to break up, bye. Yeah, that was, but I mean, also that could have been her own coping mechanism, like, yeah. a clean break Yeah, I feel to like make it easier. Done. Yeah, like, she's trying to make it easier on herself by trying to make it more dramatic instead of being like, I love you and I care about you and this is why I want that. Mr. Sweet introduces Gustav to the bid team. Joy wonders where Mara is because she has to do the opening speech. Fabian says Joy will have to do it and that he has a copy of the speech. Joy is flustered by the speech and flips through her clipboard and sees the poem Fabian had written. Joy feels a new burst of confidence and begins the speech. Alfie sneezes, knocking the sheet slash tarp off. Patricia improvises by saying the school has many links to ancient Egypt, and here's King Tutankhamen. Change to their library is a symbol of those many links. They roll the film. Patricia, you don't even know all of the links to Egypt the school has. <laughs> um, Patricia saves the day. Joy. Crying. I think that was about the speech thing. LMAO, the poem's really there. Chaos. Patricia! Ha 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 ha! This man loves chaos. I think that was about Gustav because he was like, this was great. And then I said, no. I don't know what I said no about. Oh, I think that was about the next. No, never mind. Chaos. <laughs> oh, I think I think that's about the next thing. Mick calls his dad and says he's going to be using them after all. <sighs> Mick is going to make me cry again. I was almost crying during the Mikara breakup scene and <sighs> just this. <sighs> not fair no also i said i'm just so sad about bobby but that's not on the record so i gotta take that out i think it can be on the record like we can say it he seemed like he was surprised that people didn't know oh okay so bobby said that basically they just told him are we allowed to say this i think so because <laughs> well, he... they brought it up it's not that we brought it up either yeah I... off the record so i don't know no i think i think it's fine because when we when i asked him like did you leave on your own accord or did they write you out? He was like, 
I thought everyone knew I was written out. Okay, so Bobby, like, basically confirmed that Nick was written out, so I just said this made me really sad because he said that he got taken into a room, like, by himself and, like, told that he was getting written out. And I don't know, like, him having to film these scenes, which probably happened, like, after that. I just yeah. feel really sad. Like, it's I sad. don't love Nick, but, like, I'm sad for Bobby, too. Nina wonders if the combination code is... 1890 the year the estate was built gustav says this is the third and final bid he's seen and it's certainly the most original he says it was the strongest and that they get the exhibition fabian hugs nina and says they did it i just wish they actually made the film so we could see it or at least like a clip of it i know i want i want to hear victor's voiceover <laughs> i want to hear victor's voiceover and like join fabian's acting yeah toga let me know joy hugs fabian and nina sees the mark on his arm nina's upset fabian didn't tell her Nina sees St. Clair laughing and starts to scream, who are you? Nina, first and foremost, you are literally in public screaming. She's being so loud. Sorry, play, you need to calm down. She actually does, I'll laugh. But uh, that's the end of the episode, right? That is the end of it. Actually, that does conclude our episode. Um, So now we're going to get into it. We're going to name our ship of the week. I, like, didn't have one. I didn't pick one, sorry. I, yeah, this was, like, everyone broke up this episode, so I picked Amphi just because they kind of, I guess, in a way got closer. I thought Amber's comment about how uh, she didn't want him to leave the school was really cute, um, but yeah, this wasn't, like, a strong ship episode because no, everyone was just being sad. <laughs> um, so then for Brainsel of the Week, I pick Fabian. Sure. I can even give it to Amber for uh, oh, yeah, Amber was- her little ruse in the cellar. Oh, I picked Fabian because it was his idea to have Victor record so they could go down to the cellar. Oh, oh also, look at them. They're all using their heads today. Except for Nina. <laughs> well, even Nina figured out the combination thing. Yeah, they all use their heads spoon-wise. Relationship-wise, they're all a mess. Spoon-wise, good for them. Good job. Something fun, so I maybe this is the season will be on topic with our whole comic game, and we'll try to do it every five episodes. But since we've literally, I think, played Ship It or Rip It every week so far, we, we it was time to bring back the common game yes okay so house of hello slash dolls i loved it when joy busted them in the attic this episode was awesome with a bunch of exclamation points i died watching it this episode had so many great quotes with a bunch of exclamation points um i think there's so many great quotes this falls just because i think we talked about having so many great quotes yeah i'm gonna say that too now we're on two spirits blackmail or house of spirits slash house of blackmail poppy is so mean to jerome frowny face I love when they were making jokes about Victor, exclamation point, LOL, smiley face. What's a cliffhanger with, like, four question marks? What's a cliffhanger? Uh, I'm gonna say the first one. Um, I'm gonna say the second one. It was the Poppy is so mean to Jerome sad face. I thought Jerome Poppy is so mean to Jerome. House of Rivals slash House of Faces. I wish Nina hadn't gotten in. It seems so cliche that the main character could get into everything. Am I the only one who loves Joy? Wonder what's going to happen in this love triangle. So excited. The first one. The first one. Actually, it was the... I, am I the only one who loves Joy? <laughs> that just seems like some, something someone would have said. That's like <laughs> stuff I was saying in 2012. Okay, the third comment also had like a whole other paragraph attached to it with theories. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to take out a second. Love triangle theories? So go check out the wiki to see that. <laughs> House of Mist slash House of Nightmares. Fabian says, I can't go with you, Joy. I'm on a date with Nina in his sleep. And then it has like a little greater than three for like a heart. Take that BF snatcher. Love this episode. Also, Victor did the pin drop upstairs. Did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. 
sorry this is like one of those weird things where a lot of these are were like just sentences taken from like paragraph long like comments victor did not do the pin drop upstairs he did it downstairs they could just hear him from upstairs <laughs> i think it's the first one i'm gonna say the second one so actually it was victor did the pin drop upstairs and he did do it upstairs remember because he stormed in on amber nina and fabian i think he did it downstairs and no he was upstairs i think he was upstairs no, they showed him doing his pin draw speech downstairs, and then... We'll have to well, roll the tapes to go back. <laughs> okay, well, I'll report back to you on this. House of Combination slash House of Heartbreak. Wait, I don't get it. You know that picture that Nick released when where it said couple time for Fabina? Is that still going to happen or what? Boy is cute, but baby needs to stand up to her and say no. If they don't get back together by the time the season ends, I swear I'm not watching the show anymore. That one? Um, Yeah, I think that one's big. So it was Boy is cute, but baby needs to stand up to her and say no. I, no, I... Ah, look at you using the old ship name. That was I almost put JB, and I was like, no, 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 because a bunch of the because I when I was looking for comments, because part of the thing with my fake comments is I tried to take real comments and like twist them around, and I kept seeing like I hate JB in comments, so I was like, or not I hate JB, I hate boy comments, and I was like, see, I told you it was boy, and it's like crazy, (laughs) little fandom history. So that that includes that includes this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Our Twitter is Anubis Podcast. Our TikTok is Anubis Backwards Pod. Our Instagram is Anubis Backwards Pod. And you can also email us at Anubis Backwards Pod at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. Saboo-boo. There's so much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there. Saboo-boo. Saboo-boo. What's the goss? <laughs> Saboo-na me. Saboo-na me.